good topic productivity nick's tips sons of cpa's bonus episode where nick's and scott share a small but useful piece of practical advice as it relates to running their professional accounting firms this episode is brought to you by the letter p I read that without reading anything that was memorized this time. Wow. Good job, Scott. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I missed you. Oh. Somebody sent me a text and that said something Eminem said reminded me of them. I sent you that. We'll have to link the video, but it's basically him talking about how it's BS that people say that words don't rhyme with orange because there's tons of words that rhyme with orange. You just have to say it right. You just and have it to reminds say it me right. of you because you think differently than everybody else. Oh wow, that's that's so and you're a rapper. cool. Yeah, I finished my first rap. Stay tuned for CP Aliens. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm good. I'm really good. I, I like this topic a lot. One of our core values is actually GSD, which stands for Get Shit Done. <laughs> poster right behind my screen here that says get shit done yeah so i went through this exercise of creating core values recently and and if anyone hasn't created their core values what you do is you write down all of your employees and then all of the character traits that you like about them and then you look for patterns and in order for it to be a core value you have to you would fire somebody if they didn't have one of these core values it well not just to fire somebody but it has to be something that they're not basically you don't want to put stuff that you aspire to be you have yes. to do stuff that all of the people that are the best ones at your firm already embody like this is who they are inside and out they've become that person so they don't have to try and be something else and if they change you're gone you know but you can hire and fire on that right exactly that exactly of, yeah. so uh and basically what that means is that everyone on our team is very is very productive and they don't have to be micromanaged they can push things across the finish line they're resourceful and i think that's really important in a remote environment so we've always been remote for the last six years i've worked remotely and i think that's forced us to be super hyper productive when i think back of working at a cpa firm and just how much time was wasted in an office environment and just lack of structure and just how much time you can waste during the day. Like one of my, one of my biggest pet peeves was, I don't know if you, if you ever had this in an office environment, but like the birthday celebration where everyone had to go and, and congregate for 30 minutes and eat cake. I don't even like cake. And I'm just like sitting there for 30 minutes, just thinking, man, I'd really like to just be doing my work so I can get off early and go to the gym or hang out with my friends or hang out with my partner rather than, hang out with all of you people who I'm with all the time. That is funny. So the number one complaint I hear from other people about Slack is get rid of the fucking birthday channel, like the happy birthday. And, and it's just like, everybody's always complaining about other people's birthdays. What is your birthday? I know you loved it when Will got you donuts and everybody's singing birthday to you. What if somebody there said, oh God, do we really have to celebrate Nicole's birthday now? God, I just want to be home with my partner. 
<laughs> yeah, but no, but everyone was already there by choice, and there was tequila involved. Like, that's obviously donuts and tequila at a bar is Okay, way so we had tequila at my office. We okay, used to give okay. tequila out okay. on birthdays. Like, we would give shots, um, birthday shots. See, right? that sounds way you more fun than not at the CPA firm I was at. We did not do that. Yeah, okay. Well, ours was very unorthodox and non-traditional. We would watch Game of Thrones <laughs> together. But you're probably also so. not making them work 60 hours a week like when I was at a CPA firm. So we recently no, did. No, no, yeah. We, I just started, we started doing 36-hour weeks. So focus Fridays, no meetings on Fridays. and Ooh, then focus Friday. That's a, a fucking alliteration if I've ever heard one. Focus Friday. Focus Friday. So basically four hours on Friday, you don't have to work. You can you know, start the weekend early, get, if you have appointments you need to make. Because I feel like, and I've, what I've noticed is the team gets the same amount of work done in 36 hours than they do in four. Because you know people just fit into their day the time that they have so i just wanted to test it out absolutely so far, yeah it's no, out. i'm sure like i'm sure they appreciate it too because they you know you, you probably kill a lot of time doing things or slower if you can plan a little bit more ahead of time and uh like when we plan on these episodes that turn out really well the one we released last week proposals that was our first really planned put together episode. episode yeah i'm yeah. really into the planning lately so i i took some notes on on this one on at first, I was like, productivity, what are we going to talk about? And then I started writing down. Sometimes I think you're so involved in to what you do on a day-to-day basis that you don't realize that over the years, you've actually created pretty good systems. But because you do them every day, you're like, yeah, what am I doing differently than last everybody year. else? <laughs> yeah, like everybody's kind of telling you how you should do things. And I'm like, whoa, all right, let me pay attention to this. Like, you should be doing this at your firm. Oh, let me pay attention to that too. And like my team is like, look, our shit's pretty good. Like, and I'm always questioning everything and trying to change it because this person's like real feels really passionately that you should stop tracking time or you should change this or do this. Like we got to start looking at our own and being proud of that. Pride could be another good P word. I agree. Okay. So one of the first things I have here on how to be productive. And the first one is one of our favorite words it's not, an, it's not a P word though, but asynchronous communication. Ooh, that is one of our favorite words. Okay. Like and a... so I have a list of, of apps and tools that we use to do this. The number one most important thing is a shared calendar. If you don't have a shared calendar, I don't understand how you function. Like we live off of our calendars. I can go on and see anybody on my team's calendar at any point in time. Like basically anything that's not blocked out with a meeting or that I personally block out is fair game for anyone on my team to book a time with me if they needed to talk about Interesting. something. So did you ever consider office hours? Because then they they shouldn't be able to just book a time that you that's not blocked off. It's almost like you're working around the blocks. Well, we have regular meetings and we can get into that. That's another point. But I, yeah. I asked the team because you gave me the office hour idea and I asked them if they would benefit from office hours and they're like no we feel like you're pretty available i don't have that happen very often typically there's a meeting and then the meeting is is to like you're structuring a meeting like a regular meeting then that's the time to say okay now we need a problem solving hour or whatever to and then that would be another you, schedule to, like office hours requires you to be very thoughtful and have something to do in that hour because I'm never in my office hours. Everybody's supposed to be in there. 
I'm never in mine because I don't, I can't just sit in front of my computer for an hour and not have anything on my schedule. Like I'm trying to work through stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Is that, maybe that's not productive. Maybe, maybe there's a better way to Well, for me as a person. So I think I I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. That's one of my weaknesses. My calendar, like I work out of my calendar. Now I try not to go into my email and anything. I will not miss a meeting if it's on my calendar. You know, you've talked about this on other episodes too. Like you got to send a calendar invite to Mike. Yeah, no, exactly. And we've actually, we've actually started doing this with clients too, because we realize if we meet with the clients, there's way less email going back and forth. So all of our engagements now, there's at least a one hour, once a month meeting. And if you can, because you're, because you're, you're controlling the client's calendar too, because if you send them an email with a request list, they're going to look at it and it's just going to go to the bottom of their inbox versus if you have a a weekly or monthly meeting, you're going to get all the answers that you need from them. So that makes everybody more productive. Wow. That's a, you know, we do that already, but that's a good point. You know, that's, that's what the clients that we do keep that keep up with the meetings with and that they do meet the team. They never complain about stuff. It's the ones that, you know, your emails got buried. I can't never get a hold of him. I can't ever get a hold of her. Yeah. Um, Nail them down yeah. because you're forcing them. And that, that's a, a core part of their business is their accounting, their finances. You're forcing them to have that meeting. And then all, you'll see. Face people. your finances. On <laughs> Focus yeah. Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> Today's the F. All of these are PH words, right? Face your finances on Focus Friday. <laughs> that sounds so phallic. <laughs> so, and then another thing we're doing, and we are, we're Google, uh, a Google company. I used to use uh, Microsoft when I first started, but I, yeah. I like that before Google. But uh, anyway, one thing we're doing is we have these rolling Google Docs, Word Docs. So you can actually include that as an attachment on the meeting. And so for, so let's say we have a client that we meet with weekly. There's a rolling Word document on there that's collaborative. And then you can pull in the, the meeting date. So it always has a notes and then has action items. So every week you have the call with the client. You take your notes. You have action items. The client can see that. You come back to it the next week. So there's just like this rolling um, task list basically and note and notes. So if anybody else needs to come on and get some backup or background on the client, they have this rolling notebook. Oh, I like that. That's really cool too. The other thing that I'm trying to get the team to use more and more, we have a couple team members that love using it. Some that are not so comfortable using it is loom. I think mm. we all know loom, but just think about how much time you can save by not having to write up an email and then having to explain explain how to do something instructions for clients so just using I got those two loom loom, I got two loom stories that it just came up recently so one is our team finally started doing loom reviews of tax returns that I thought we were doing for the last three years I think I told you this before right I know you said you, they weren't doing them so they're doing them now they are doing them now it's part of the process and it's going well they like it they um well I'm not gonna say they like it they don't there's certain people that do not like looming on their own and I am one of them. So at earmark, Blake looms everything. Anytime he has anything to tell you or anything to go over, he looms it and he's great at it. He, but he does it with everybody at earmark. And Zach, uh, the producer, and myself included, I don't like recording looms. I'd like right over when I hit the record button, I'm just like, um, um, and I don't even know what to say. It t- that surprises me considering so hard to plow through that it's but does it surprise you because i'm by myself with the loom if i'm with somebody (laughs) else i can 
talk to them and react. But if I'm by myself with a camera on, like do I you, can't, I can't do it. Do you need it. me to call? Do you need to call me and and have me sit with yes. you while you do your loom videos? Can you like? Can you babysit me? Like I'm, <laughs> I got a lot of like actual looms to do for for Blake for earmark, and I'm, I think I'm behind on my work. But let's cut back yeah. into productivity. I got to be more productive on the earmark side, but on the pageant side. And on the momentum side, let's uh, let's talk about productivity. So we're on yes. the third one. So we're still on uh, asynchronous communication. So we talked oh, about calendars, okay. Loom, Google Docs. We use HubSpot so we can add people on that. I know you have um, Carbon. Carbon. We use Dialpad. I'm not a fan of Slack, so I would not give it into Slack. And then uh, something new we just started using, which has been awesome, is 15.5. And oh, cool. It's a... Uh, Every week, there's three questions that the te- that everyone on the team answers, and it's basically like what went well this week, what didn't go well, and then the third one could be a custom question like what resource or app would help you do your job more efficiently. You can make up whatever you want, and then on a scale of one to five, they rate how their week went, and that's been really helpful for us to, um, you know, find issues or figure out like oh if people are. Like we talked about finding that the payroll compliance contractor. I talked about doing that because people were just so overdoing payroll. So, and then you can also high five each other. So you can be like, thanks Scott for helping me out with this project. And everyone gets to see that. So that's been a really cool way to asynchronously communicate. So we, I really like this 15.5. We do something similar where we send a um, type form out, auto sends each week to give other team members shout outs for something and call them out on their core values. So we have our core values listed when they open it up. And is there anybody that you'd like to recognize this week for any of the core values? It's a good way to keep them like feeling like they're together. Cause this asynchronous thing was hard for us when I transitioned, at least it was hard for me. It wasn't that hard for them. It's like, I think I guess it's harder for me now that I don't have that interaction anymore. Uh, we still have our team meetings and those go okay, but the 2D is different than 3D. Like I, you know, you never had it both ways with your firm. So I don't know, like they don't really miss the office and there's certain, a part, a big part of me doesn't miss the office. Um, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. So No, no, you're not. Then that's, it is a big change for sure. You have to change the entire, you, you have to build your firm thoughtfully when you're doing it remotely. You can't just take what you were doing before and plug it into a remote life. Yeah. This shift is, is kind of tough because that the clients that were with us then, most of them left. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Most of them left, but part of that they were leaving before because price um, shifts and, and changes and then just changes in the business too. So it's like we've become who we wanted to be, but we had to shed who we were in order to get there and evolve and grow up. And so it's just hard for me because I still am a kid inside and I know that we're matured as a business and I just still want to fuck around and be a toddler, you know? <laughs> well, so. yeah, and that's, that's something that we're realizing too. Like we, we work well with, firm, with companies that are online, so digital agencies, right, versus not really working well with a restaurant or retail because it's hard to nail down the the team or the client because they're working on the floor so we want people to meet us where we're at and are using the same tools that we're using meet us where we're at i like that okay so the other point i have is avoiding learning while you're working or having to research things so what i mean by that is 
you know, having a core app stack. So you're not always having to learn a new app or new tool. So if a client comes to you and they're using something you've never used before and it's in an industry you've never worked with before, probably say no rather than, than taking them on unless it's an industry or an app you want to learn. So I can relate this to Notion, right? Notion, I wanted to start doing myself and I couldn't get myself to start doing it and I had no experience. But now that I am actually working live with it, with Blake, I am um, having trouble learning a couple of things at once now, like as, as an adult, right? I got to learn where everything is in the platform. I got to learn his systems and everything else and learn how to use the product effectively, right? And efficiently because it's uh, different, but it's so powerful. There's so many things you can do. So I'm just like kind of learning as I'm watching, but it's going to take me some time. I got to be a little more patient with myself and not give up on stuff like that. Yeah, but I feel like that that's something that you'll use long-term where, and repetitively, whereas I'm thinking more like at my old firm when they first started the CAS department. So it was a traditional CPA firm. And they're like, we're going to start doing CAS. And if you were on QuickBooks Desktop, if you were on Peachtree, if you're on Zero, if you're on QuickBooks Online, if you're on some random payroll software, no matter what you're on, yeah, sure, we'll do it for you. Do you know how inefficient that is? When yeah, you're trying to yeah. learn a new software while you're trying to do accounting, it's so it's so inefficient. Well, you got to contextualize, avoid learning while working because it, we're always learning. And if somebody's doing a tax return, they're gonna have to learn new stuff. You know, it's always gonna be something new comes up. The tax code's very long, so you got to be adaptable. So I guess we got to context that. Something. That would so I'd be, say some something that you, it's a one-off, right? Something that right. isn't. Uh, um, you know, it's okay to learn and grow and take on new challenging things. But for example, um, like I said, if someone brings Peachtree to your, your business and wants you to do that, it's not worth for you to learn it for that one client. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other part of this is, is using subcontractors or specialists for complex work. Mm Mm-hmm. For example, if you're if That's, you have a couple yeah. clients that have sales tax issues, rather than having someone on your team figure out all the sales tax, go on Upwork and find a sales tax specialist and have them do that. Productivity, all of these things. Which, which one are we on now? Okay, so the next one I have is to find repeatable shortcuts. So that could be making rules and zeros, automations, email templates for answers that you type up a lot. Oh, Chrome browser. So my one of uh, Jen on my team showed me this cool trip where you can create a folder. Um, so like, for example, we have one called Good Morning and it's all the apps that you need right when you start <sighs> your day. You can put it in a folder and then you right click it and you can open all of them. That's cool. Yeah. So is that like in the bookmarks bar or something? Yeah, it's like right. Uh, it's a right on my book box bar, I, I click it, I right click, it says good morning, I right click it, and I open so it. So let's and avoid you can do that. learning while doing, since we're recording. <laughs> you teach me after. I'll, and then you I'll can uh, also do that with client work, right? So I, I only have like one client I work on in Momentum for month and close. So whenever I go in to do that client and or if I do Momentum's books, I'll it like opens Gusto, Zero, Teamwork, like all of our apps related to that one client that I need to do the month end close. The ba- and their bank, uh, bank. Wow, accounts. that's really cool. If you could package all that stuff, and if you're using like LastPass and everything, that you could just kind of be able to log in um, differently. So. And then the other thing that we're um, doing now is we're having an intern going in and pulling off 
like downloading all the bank statements, bank statements. for all the clients mm. and then uploading them to Smart. The Google Drive. Because HubDoc can't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a solution for that or just does your team just pull the banks? RPAs is, is what my head was at, but my team doesn't think that would work. I know it does work, but I would I would think like, I guess they think it's too expensive or they, I don't know. So I went back and forth with that too, where I was like, God, oh, there's gotta be a better, better way. Uh, and like looking for an alternative to HubDoc. But then I was like, but if you could pay someone $15 an hour and it takes them 10 hours it's like 150 dollars a month so you can hire a new intern and test them out by having them do the banks oh, wow. just to see I like the economics of just that. give them that like literally it's just do this one task it's very easy and then if they if they can't figure it out you know they're not going to be you know don't give them any other work you're like okay you're done versus if they're good then they might be like potential full-time hire so isn't that like the the time mindset but it also makes everything kind of relative so think about it um you know you you said 10 hours and if they're not really tracking the time or anything but that's 150 dollars a month and if this app is going to sell to you for 250 a month or you know whatever it might be why not just pay the person because they could do more and get a lot more out of them yeah, you're paying them, I, you're testing them out. The they're giving, right and you're getting, you're getting them interested in accounting. You know, if you can get a young person excited about the technology and accounting, and have them do this one little piece, and it's cheaper than the apps. Mm, yeah, we spend a lot of money on apps. We need to do an app uh, uh, clear out like that. We need to just tighten up our stack, right? I know ours is I, getting I, out of yeah. control. It's just like one app. It's like $15 here, $15 yeah. there. All of a sudden you're like, yep. spending five grand a month on apps? Like what? Yeah, it's $120 It ends up being here, almost the same as having here. an office, yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, oh, I'm saving all this money on not having office space. I'll buy all these apps. But then, then you're in the same situation. Yeah. I don't want to derail us too much, but I'm starting to realize all of the cuts that I made last year. So we basically cut everything that we think we didn't need. And that was, that was included two people in an office and everything that goes with that office and everything that I thought I needed or every app, we're over 50% profitability. Wow. Now, that's incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Now are you, how do you manage your capacity? I know we're going off track here with that, but when you're at 50% profitability, that almost would worry me that people are pushing through too much work. Mm, we're getting there. We're starting to see little phrase of it here and there. You know, the people that would complain, they're definitely going to complain and little things that are happening. And, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody's still good and nobody really knows if they're overworked until it's after or until they're in the middle of it until it's too late. Right. So, Chris is doing a pretty good job of that. And now we're hiring, but that's also because somebody's leaving and had an interview today and said it went beautifully. It was, uh, gave it a, I, I didn't do the first round of interviews too. That's a, that's something new. I need to interview we'll a, a, yeah. an ad. So we put out a ad for admin assistant, virtual admin assistant. And we did, we had them submit a loom video as part of the mm. application. And that was game changing because otherwise it was, when I first put it up, I didn't do that. And it was just all these resumes. And I'm like, how am I supposed to navigate through all these? But then by adding that, it like, it it reduced the amount of people to apply to like 5% of act, act mm. said on Loom video. And then they were all really good. So um, yeah, yeah, I think it was I, last week that you were just dealing with all of the applications. Well, now I'm like, yeah. okay, this is embarrassing. But like, I don't know how to have interview questions. <laughs> 
friends because <laughs> all of my employees I kind of just knew are gone. And so yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, I need to set up, I need a good process for this. I need interview questions. So I might, I might pick your brain on that. Well, well I, I can get, I can give you my advice. We'll, we'll figure out a P word to, as it relates to interview <laughs> what preparation. If I, yeah. <laughs> what if I just only ask, like just used P a lot in all of the interview questions or just uh, tested for how much they... Yeah, tested their um, <laughs> knowledge there. So let's 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 get let's get productive here. Let's, um, so that was production. one of my points was leverage resources, yeah. push down work. So using virtual assistants and interns yeah. for low level work, that's going to make the rest of your team more productive for sure. So the, and then the other other one I had was meetings and meeting cadence and meeting agenda. So how do you? I know you have regular meetings. What's the structure and, and cadence of your team meetings? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, we loosely, well, we, we based everything off of um, traction in EOS, and so, and then we 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 did a hybrid with something else, and this is what we landed on um, for management team. We have our L10 meeting, which is an hour and a half on Mondays, and then every day we have a stand up. It's about twenty minutes. Oh wow! So okay. every day after that. But no Fridays. We don't even have any, anything on Fridays. That's the management team. So we just kind of, what happened yesterday? What happened today? Do you need help with anything? And Blake actually does that at Earmark too, but he does it in a Loom video. So it's like record your Loom video of what you did last. I didn't even record mine this week. <laughs> but I did it last week. And I was like, what did you do last week? What did you do this week? So it's not like an actual synchronous meeting. So those are the meetings at, well, let me, let me shift back. So at Paget. That's what we do. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have stand-ups, and then Monday we have our L10s, and then we have a strict agenda that we go through, and we look, review our scorecard. You know, we go through team updates, client updates, and then try to identify and solve IDS is what we call it, but we try to solve problems during that meeting or bring things up to the forefront. Whatever they come up, we drop it down as a problem, we go over it. So that's that. And then the team management-wise... The account managers, they have a meeting that's sort of like a mini L10 or mini level 10 meeting. And that's like an hour that Chris meets with them. And then he also does them with the bookkeepers. So I feel like that's changed everything at the firm uh, now that they started doing those. It's really a lot of these things takes a little bit of pushing. If people push back, push forward a little bit more. And once they get used to doing it, they actually like it. Like they would complain about all the meetings at first. And now they spend less time trying to keep up with stuff because everybody's kind of on the same page. Yeah. I think you made so. a good point there. The, the most important things about the structure of the meeting is that there are, that you're not trying to solve problems during the meeting unless it, that's the purpose of the meeting. So the point of the meeting is to be on the same page as everyone address issues that need to be solved. And then from there you can compartmentalize those and have other meetings to actually solve that problem. Because I think too many times you'd be in a meeting and people would just get into the nitty gritty. This will spend a half hour on one topic diet, trying to solve the problem. Then when it's like you, then you have 10 other people that don't need to be involved in that Rabbit meeting holes. and you're wasting everybody's time. Like I do on this podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't think you're Look, wasting. You're, you're no, entertaining. Let's get productive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then my last point. We don't want to point, go down the rabbit holes. Yeah, my last point is is manager energy. So, <laughs> I'm 
I am a really, really good napper. I can take 12 minute naps. No, no joke. Um, really? Yeah. So sometimes, so first of all, I start my day with a double espresso, um, Americano, which helps get me through most of the day. Every once in a while, if I don't sleep well, I Do you have an espresso maker. Yeah. So we have a Breville. It's a uh, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I might got me on that. And like now I can't drink regular coffee. Mm-hmm. I have to drink like half of it. And then like I drink like the other half in the afternoon because it's really strong. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then some every once in a while I'll get like super tired in the afternoon. I'll just find myself just sitting there for an hour, just being a super unproductive. And if I just lay down, take a, like a 12 minute nap and then I'm like, okay, I'm back on it. Or if I go for a run and go to the gym or something and I kind of like ramp myself back up again. I should start doing that. That's, that's a tough thing about the days. Like I, I don't break it up enough. I'll just basically quit for the day if I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get high and then I just won't get back to anything. So. Along with managing your energy is when you are feeling at your peak energy, do that, use that time to do your most important tasks rather than doing mindless tasks. Try to find peak performance to be the most productive. That was a couple of P's there, right? So. Try to find that window of time to optimally perform and it'd be to everybody's benefit. Not everybody's is the same though. Some people are earlier, some people are later. Oh, the other thing we didn't talk about yet was um, calendar links, which are great, but you also need to be careful because I remember when I first started using HubSpot and I had the calendar link, I would just send it out and then all of a sudden like my whole week <laughs> was just meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. what I oh, do, do I, can I relate to that? Like I'll look at my week and it'll be empty. Like I'll look at next week. Like, Oh wow. Yeah. Next week's empty. Not really think about it. And then just start sending people my calendar link. Like, Oh, this will be a good guest <laughs> for the podcast or this one is a sponsor. And like, I'll set up all these meetings and then I look at the next week. I got no time to do anything else. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a learning curve. It took me a while to get it down. So I have different calendar links for different purposes. So if it's a networking meeting or something like that, that's not urgent. Typically they have, they have like two days a week, they can schedule it and it doesn't, it's not even available until like two weeks. And then if it's an urgent meeting link or an urgent thing, I need to meet with someone about, it's like a 20 minute phone call and it can be within the next, you know, starting in the next hour from now. So you can set buffers. Um, and then mm-hmm. also you can set buffers between the meetings. So you're not jumping from one or the other. You have time to like take down your notes or write down any action items before you're jumping to the next meeting. So I started using a calendar link like 2014, like really early, maybe 2012. I, I know it was around the time we first started using zero and yeah, like I, I made some mistakes early on, but now it's like kind of like Calendly has adapted to everything. I, you know, now you can see if you're booking it on somebody else's and they're using Calendly, you mm. can see your availability on there. Oh, that's but also nice. you set a lot of restrictions or, or, par, or parameters around meetings. So it's like of this type of meeting, you can only have up to two of them a day or at different time buffers, like you said, like um, I'll always do like 15 minute meetings and 15 minutes in between because most of my meetings don't ever stay 15 minutes. They always go over, you know, we don't ever record for 20, 30 minutes. We record for like 40 now. So everything always goes over, but the buffers help. Um, And, you know, and then different 
calendar meeting types too. So I send different invites for different things. So if it's a, if they're going to be a guest on the podcast, it's its own calendar and it's its own link. And then if, if I'm going to meet with them for sales, there's a sales link. And then if it's for now, eventually I'll, I'll create an earmark one. So it's like an earmark link. And then for anything else, you know, if I'm just sending somebody my own, I just send them my link. That's kind of cool. And I always ask the same questions on there. Which podcast <laughs> or books would you recommend? And Sons of CPA, was, a hot item on there. It comes up sometimes. If you call my business number, I it says, do not leave me a message, send me an email so, I'll send, and I, so I can send you my calendar link. <laughs> so another way to be productive is just don't ever answer your phone. That's what I do. The two things that I do now is just texts and calendar. I don't even look at my email and I don't pick up my phone. So productivity, do you want to quickly go over it again? Like everything that we just, we just talked about, kind of like give a quick little summary of all that. Yeah. So Read it off, that. Yeah. So asynchronous communication. So using tools like shared calendars, Loom, Google Docs, HubSpot, Dialpad, Slack, 15.5, or some of the men that we mentioned. Managing external communication. So really managing your clients adding recurring calendar uh, invite meetings for them rather than sending them emails. Um, leveraging resources and pushing down the work like using virtual assistants interns. Avoid learning while working. Um, so stick, sticking to a core niche or core app stack and using contractor specialists for complex work. Find Did you just mix niche and niche? niche. <laughs> when niche, I say niche. Niche. You said niche, yeah. <laughs> Nick's niche. Nick's niche. Nick's niche. <laughs> After I said it, I was like, I love it. I'd never heard that one before. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to make that my own. Nick's niche. Uh, okay. Trish. Niche. Finding repeatable processes or shortcuts and then managing your energy. I'm going to eat my it. dish of fish oh, <laughs> See, I'm like Eminem. I make up my, my own pronunciation. You are. I love it. I'm going to put this niche in a dish. Yeah, you wish. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you got to say bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you got to do that. Sorry, I uh, I got off the rails here. I was a little too high. I was like a little bit over oh, the I, edge on this okay, one. Okay, well, maybe that's why you were more quiet than usual. And I was yapping. Yeah. Well, I I was conscious that I was a little too high, so I was like, it's like you know, when driving, if you're driving when you're high and you're like trying not to go over the speed limit, but then you look and you're only driving 30 miles an hour, that's what happens to me a lot. <laughs> like trying to be very careful. Everything seems like it's moving really fast, and then I see cars just like speeding by me. Oh man, that's how I always drive. Thanks, Nick. Uh, thanks. That's like when I got in the car with uh, Zuni. So the reason I got my S5 is because we were in Santa Barbara. I drove Zunis and it was awesome. And I was like, I want to get one of these. But so we like decided to go to coffee and I get in the car and I'm like, this is your car. This is sick. And so I was thinking like, man, she must be like super fast driver. And because S5 is a fast car, right? And yeah. we, we get on the freeway and she's like in the slow lane going like 45 oh, no. miles an hour. And I'm like, what are you doing? Dude? Asian why, drivers. Why do you have an S5? <laughs> Michael Lee too. He, he got a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I hate to make fun of Asian drivers, but he got a big like um, Escalade. I don't know if he drove it slow or not, but he was getting used to the big car. It was it was kind of fun. Yeah, Zuni's great. We should have her on here. Yeah, 
Shout out to Zuni. Peace.